Hello and welcome to the Analysis Mason podcast. My name's Catherine Hammond and I'm here today with Matt Small from our business services research team to talk about some of his recent research on the importance of ESG for operators B2B services. Uh, so welcome to the podcast, Matt. Hi Catherine, good to be here. Uh, so, so Matt, lots of operators uh, we know have been very active in the ESG space over the last few years and have been producing quite extensive reporting about their efforts to, to reduce the environmental impact of networks and services. Um, but your research has focused on a slightly different angle of ESG. Um, can, you, can you tell us a little bit about some of the key questions you've been addressing? Sure. So the key questions is really which strategies that operators are taking to support their business customers with their own ESG-related goals. And we've seen that these goals have really become more prominent over the past few years, um, mainly for the for the same reasons that operators are, are starting to report on on these things as well um, because of because of local regulation and investor pressure as well. And some of the other questions we we looked at as well is. Um, how operators can then differentiate their services to business customers through through this type of support, and whether they can create any new business opportunities in this in this area moving forward as well. Some try and open up some new new revenue streams for them. Great. So it's very much ESG and how how that plays a part in in an operator's business business services that Definitely. offers to its customers. Yeah. Great. So, I mean, you, you mentioned, first of all, um, ESG being important for businesses choosing suppliers. J- just how important a factor is that? Yeah. So in our conversations with operators, what we found is ESG typically contributes about 5 to 20% of an enterprise's um, RFP scorecard or request for a proposal scorecard. Now, we did see that there is some variation by what um, operators told us. Uh, one said that it was about 20% of a scorecard was standard, the average they would see from an enterprise, while another said that 15% was kind of the, the maximum they would really see in that case. And these are both operators based in the same region. So we definitely do see some variation, maybe depending on what type of customers they they are they are mainly serving. <clears throat> and this and this was mostly European operators, you Yes, to? yes, yes, yeah. yes. And then kind of more generally, again, what we found kind of consistent across all operators was that the ESG contribution varied by two things. Um, and these were the geography and industry vertical of the, of, of the enterprises. Mm-hmm. So enterprises in Western Europe are more likely to, to request more support. That's mainly due to stricter regulation in this in this region, but we still do see significant demand in in other regions around the world, particularly North America and um, parts of Asia Pacific. Mm-hmm. And then also some well-regulated industries such as oil and gas and financial services are also likely to request more more ESG support as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that was kind of on the the enterprise side, the larger enterprise size. Um, we've done some end user surveys of some SMBs um, based in in Europe, uh, Singapore, and the US, I believe, which said, which found that the majority of medium sized businesses are more likely to purchase from suppliers with ESG policies in place, while um, for smaller businesses, just over a third of them are more likely to buy. Uh, from from suppliers that have ESG policies in place, so we can see that you know for a wide range of businesses, ESG is becoming a a, a key topic for supplier selection for them. Yeah, 
Yeah, makes sense. And and so, what, what sort of things are are they asking for, and how are how are operators addressing that? So operators are are doing a number of things. The support really is at quite an early stage in the in the overall scheme of it. But we have identified um, a few up um, a few things that operators are doing in this space. <clears throat> so first of all, we have um, ESG marketing, which is uh, there's kind of two two main aspects to it really, and the first is operators um, highlighting their own internal ESG initiatives, mm-hmm. such as um, you know any any renewable energy usage, uh, reduction in carbon emissions, also some social programs around employee welfare and employee diversity, and then any external accreditations they may have from from external companies such as CDP or EcoVardis. Which will which will help highlight these these initiatives that they're taking, and this can make operators seem as a, a good supplier to work with, as well as a good supplier to work for in terms of employee retention and employee hiring. Mm-hmm. And then the other aspect of ESG marketing we have is the highlighting of any potential ESG benefits that adopting their existing connectivity or IT solutions can have. And this could take the form of, you know, water savings you might get through connected water meters or reduce business travel from adopting some unified communication solutions. And then some, some other areas in which which operators are active are some, some internal organization strategies to help them uh, better respond to the ESG portions of, of RFPs. This would be can be some relatively simple things such as linking up ESG and pre-sales teams to help them better respond to, you know, more difficult ESG requests or storing all of, all of their ESG collateral in a central location to help ensure uh, some more efficient and effective responsive to, to ESG portions of RFPs. Yeah, because I guess most, um, I mean, most operators have an ESG division, but that's not necessarily tightly tied up with their business sales yes team. exactly it can oftentimes it starts out as a more internally focused um division so it it might have limited um say in the in the sales process okay great so marketing and uh collateral as well and particularly mm-hmm. in responding to those rfps um and i think um i mean i think from what we hear that really is resonating well with with businesses so um you know, we, we've heard from a few operators. I think that, that where they've where they've gone out and spoken about ESG, that's been been really well received by mm-hmm. their customer base. Um, I think you came across also some examples of of operators providing more quantitative data as well as part, uh, to to support their customers. Maybe you could say a bit about that. Yes, definitely. So this is um, a little bit rarer in terms of which operators are now offering it. We've only come across uh, two solutions from two operators in in this form, and that's from BT and Orange Business. So the more um, advanced of these solutions is from BT, their carbon network dashboard. Now, this is a solution that can extract uh, power data from from devices in a a customer's uh, network or IT infrastructure and provides them with real-time carbon footprint data across their entire network. And then it also provides insights from AI to help make recommendations for how they can uh, potentially reduce carbon emissions or or swap out um, old inefficient uh, devices within their network for newer, more carbon efficient uh, devices, and yeah. then 
And then similarly from Orange Business, they have a, a solution called uh, Calypso, which is is not currently advanced as as BT solution, but um, comparatively to the rest of the market, it, it can be seen as quite a good differentiator for some larger businesses who are, are really keen to try and reduce their their carbon footprint. Okay, and and as I understand it, those solutions are kind of um, giving that quantitative data to to the enterprise that they can then include that potentially in their own ESG reporting, yes, definitely, as, exactly. as well as using it to kind of think about you know I guess that the, the operator and the business working together yes. about how they might manage to reduce that footprint. Great. Um, so, um, I mean, you've you've spent some time looking at this, Matt. What 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 in, what advice would you give to operators who might be thinking about what more they they could do to support their customers with ESG goals? Yeah. So, I think first of all, it is really important for operators to be doing more than just highlighting their internal ESG initiatives, and start to do more to actively support business customers with their own ESG goals. You know, we can see that ESG is is um, you know attributing a is, is a big factor for for enterprises when selecting a supplier. So it already is quite a big differentiator, and we're only expecting it to become to become more of a factor moving forward. Mm. So I mentioned some of the kind of relatively easy things they can they can they can do to implement some straightforward internal initiatives. You know, collating all their ESG collateral in a central location linking up their ESG and pre-sales teams. <clears throat> and then as well, maybe limited to some more, more larger, you know, pan-regional operators in, in developing some of these um, carbon monitoring solutions. And then if operators are able to, you know, place themselves well in offering this kind of support, they may be able to um, secure replacing the kind of wider ESG market in the future, which could open up some new revenue streams for them. This could be an area such as um, ESG, cons- ESG consulting or perhaps as a, as a secure connectivity provider for other ESG projects such as um, building decarbonisation, for example. Okay, great. So so both differentiator opportunities and potentially for, the, for those who want to pursue it, um, new revenue streams as well. Yes, exactly. Great. Well, thanks, Matt. That's been really interesting. Um, if you'd like to know more about this topic, you can take a look at Matt's recent article. And there's also a report um, on uh, uh, some of the case studies he's looked at on our website. And we'll also put a link in the show notes to our dedicated uh, sustainability webpage, which, which includes other articles on a, a wide range of issues relating to ESG. So thank you for listening. If you'd like to receive automatically uh, future episodes, then please do subscribe to the AM podcast. And as always, we uh, welcome your comments, feedback and reviews. Thank you.